0: Hello and welcome to the Innerware Conversation. I am Nikki Cross and today I want to talk to you about the shit. I want to talk to you about the shit, the struggle, the challenge, the adversity. Where has this episode come from? Well, one of you has got in touch with me, joined the Thrive First Method, as a result of listening to episode 56. And I was like, okay, listen, I can't even remember what I said in the last episode, never mind an episode that I released almost a year ago. So off I went and listened to episode 56 to find out what was it that I said or did in this episode that made this person feel so compelled to join us in the Thrive First method. And the title of the episode, is grit, grace, adversity, and acceptance. It's a prerequisite of today's episode that you go back and you listen to episode 56. When I listen back to it, I acknowledge that I was in a very, very different place in my own life. We were losing dad as in he was at end of life. I was very close to adversity, but one of the things that I can hear how many times throughout this year, 2022, that I have been very close to adversity, dressed up in different clothes, right? So it's not all about loss and grief. Adversity comes out in business. Adversity comes out in relationships, everything. How many times I have been close to adversity. And in episode 56, I was quite taken aback by the amount of value that I gave towards the end of the episode. So I want you to go and listen to episode 56, particularly if you are somebody who avoids adversity And let's have it right, you're not avoiding the adversity, you're avoiding the difficult emotions and the difficult feelings that come with adversity. What I do want to do in today's episode, because I listened to it and obviously we're always growing, we're always evolving. And so in today's episode, what I want to offer to you is an extension of episode 56. After listening to my own episode, I've got one, two, three, four four of the biggest problems that I see in the work that I do with people when it comes to dealing with adversity. In sharing the biggest problems with you, I'm also going to be sharing my biggest tips for you as well. So let's dive in. The biggest problems that I see when I am working with people and we're talking about adversity Number one, we think that there shouldn't be adversity or there should be less adversity. The way that this plays out in people is they are experiencing adversity and fighting against it. Again, I talk a little bit about that in episode 56. I'm gonna be talking a little bit more about that in today's episode. The second big problem that I see when it comes to adversity is we don't decide who we wanna be when we're going through it. I'm gonna be talking about that and giving you some tips around that. The third one is, We let the costs of the adversity outweigh the benefit. So this is in particular when we're looking back on it. And then the last one, the last problem that I see is we don't see clearly what is emotional and mental adversity. So of course, all of it is real and all of it is valid and all of it induces certain feelings but I want to help you to navigate through it today and I want to give you some tools to be able to see what is actually real and what, what is actually happening and what, is, what adversity am I perceiving to happen. That's number four, okay? So let's dive in. Number one, we think that there shouldn't be adversity or that we should be going through less adversity. When I listen back to episode 56, I remember how I felt when I was recording that episode and I remember feeling like not only am I going through this with dad but also business is hard and I felt like it just shouldn't be this fucking hard (laughs) and that is exactly what I want to talk to you about. We socially compare ourselves So we compare ourselves to surface level text messages that we exchange with previous colleagues or friends. We compare ourselves to people on social media, on Instagram, LinkedIn. And there's this social conditioning, I think, that we aren't able to look around and see the adversity that other people are going through. And therefore we perceive that to mean that other people aren't going through it. And further to that, we then sort of have a, unsaid, very unconscious belief that I'm going through all of this. I'm struggling with all of these things. I'm facing all of these challenges. And why isn't it this hard for other people? What's wrong with me? Right? And we have these ideas about not only how much adversity I'm going through in comparison to the next person, but also about how we should be dealing with it. So I'm going to be talking a little bit more about that in today's episode. And further to that because we think that there shouldn't be this adversity in my life or I should be facing less adversity in my life we make the fact that there is adversity a problem and then we put our attention there the way I see it is like imagine you've got a jug of liquid I was gonna say milk imagine you've got a jug of milk and that jug of milk represents the amount of energy and attention you've got in any given day when we're in a position where we're facing adversity the ideal situation the ideal place that we want to be is putting our energy and attention into supporting ourselves through the adversity all the things i'm going to talk to you about in the next point but what can happen is when we think that we should be going through less adversity or when we think we shouldn't be going through any adversity when we make it when we make it a problem we we start to pour that jug of milk, all of our attention and focus and energy. We start to pour it into fighting our reality. So what I'm what I'm saying in this first point here is, when we look around and we socially compare ourselves to other people, and we're like, "Oh, just I just why am I going through all of this? I shouldn't be going through all of this." And it's very unconscious, right? But when we make it not normal because of social comparison. What we start to do is we start to spend, invest, spend all of our energy, all of our attention into the fact that the I am going through this adversity is a problem. And we put all of our energy and attention there and we end up with less energy and attention available to us to spend on supporting ourselves through the adversity. The way I liken it, I remember doing an Instagram post on this once where I said fighting your reality is like trying to box fight with your shadow. You're gonna spend a lot of time and a lot of energy trying to defeat your opponent. And it's, there's only one of you that's gonna end up getting hurt. And it's a little bit like that. When we try and fight our reality, it's like we're pouring all of this time and all of this energy and attention into fighting what is true and what is real and what, what is just our reality. And when we do that, we're, we're I'm not saying it's wasted, but there are better ways for you when you're going through something big Or even not big, just challenging. There's better ways for you to spend your energy and attention. So, the tip that I have for you in this first point is when you're going through adverse times or struggles or challenges, I'm going to say something now that's going to be really counterintuitive, but please stick with me. I want you to expect adversity, I want you to normalize adversity, and I want you to plan for adversity. I want every single one of us to know that it is a very normal and very expected part of the human experience to go through life with many challenges with many struggles it's not meant to be easy and what i mean when i say that is when you're going through life there are going to be things that happen whether it's uh, something that's happened to you um Adverse challenges, adverse struggles that are happening to you and in your life that you have no control over, or whether you are the cause of your own adversity. And what I mean by that is, some of you who come to work with me, you're going through the adversity of growing out of your current situation. Um, And the way that this can play out is, I've got a great job, I've got a great career, or I've got great clients, but my life is pulling me to something new and something different. And the adversity comes from the change, the challenge and the change. So wherever your adversity is coming from, my tip for you in this first point is, I want you to expect that it is part of the experience. I want you to normalize it so that you're not spending all of your time and energy fighting the reality that there is challenge, fighting the reality that you are struggling And just accept that it's a normal part of being a human and navigating through life and relationships and love and business. Yeah, because it's all the same shit. (laughs) It's all the same shit. We are navigating through it all. And if we can normalize it and not look around us and think, well, no one else is going through what I'm going through. No one else is experiencing the adversity that I am. So let me pour all of my energy and attention into the fact that I shouldn't be going through this, but instead normalizing it for ourselves, it can reduce the drama around the adversity that is just there because it exists and we're human, right? So that's my first point. My second point in this episode today, in terms of the biggest problems that I see people encountering with adversity, is we don't decide who we want to be in adversity so can you see this is definitely layered on number 1 you can't do this next point you can't you can't um decide who you want to be in adversity if you're going through life with the subconscious thought that you shouldn't go through adversity that there shouldn't be these times of struggle that it's not normal to face challenge Yeah, we've got to normalize it in order to move on to this second point. So this second point, we don't decide who we want to be in the adversity. Just to be clear, you can't control adversity outside of you. This is my point here. But you can decide who you want to be in it. When you're going through adversity, some of the best ways that you can spend your energy and your time and your attention is asking yourself, The right questions. How do I? I'm going through some shit. How do I want to feel? And of course, the answer is going to be like, I want to feel like I'm not going through the shit. (laughs) I want to feel like the shit's gone away and I want to feel good again. And again, I go back to point number one no, this is part of the human experience. So, with the cards that you've been dealt with, the adversity that you are going through, and with the very real reality that you are faced with right now. I want you to ask yourself the following questions. How do I, going through this adversity, how do I want to feel? How am I prepared to support myself mentally, physically, emotionally? What kinds of support do I think that I need as I am going through this adversity? And what will I make it mean? When I am going through my life and i know that i've got to navigate adversity yeah big and small i think that it's so important that we consciously decide who do i want to be yeah so i remember when my friends and i we were training and we ran a couple of half marathons i know i've mentioned it in previous episodes and one of the things that came up in my head as we were training was the fact that it felt like shit the fact that it was cold and it was raining and the hailstones were on my face and my muscles were sore. And I actually remember thinking, I'm like, it was an out and back run. So it it was like, you go out, you run, you run away from your home, then you run back towards home. And it's like, okay, so I've ran out. So I've got no cho- Unless I literally ring someone and say, can you come and pick me up? Like, I've got no choice. I have to run back or at least walk back. But in that struggle in that challenge as difficult as it felt I noticed my brain say well you've got to do it anyway so who are you going to be as you experience this adversity in this moment this very physical adversity who are you going to be and what that literally means is like how are you going to speak to yourself in your own mind what thoughts are you prepared to accept how are you going to speak to yourself how are you going to treat yourself how are you going to support yourself What are you going to make it mean? You know, are you going to make it mean that you are weak? Are you going to make it mean that you are normal and having a human experience? Are you going to make it mean that you are incredible for doing something that you're going to look back on or going through something that you're going to look back on and be like, check me the fuck out. I dealt with that shit. Okay, yeah, I had no choice, but wow, that is that has helped me to grow and evolve. Anyway, more on that in a minute, right? So this second point is about who you who you decide to be as you're going through the adversity. And the biggest tip here that I can give you is, I am married, right? So I remember getting married and I remember creating our vows and stuff like that. And I think back to the ceremony and I think, I don't know, there's certain words today, that I don't know if I'm saying right, marathon marathon, marathon and ceremony, ceremony. (laughs) Am I going American? Please could someone tell me what's the UK version of these words? Thank you. I appreciate it. Anyway, I remember in the um, wedding, let's call it a wedding. And I remember thinking these vows really mean something to me. This person is someone that I am committing to being with for my eternity, for the rest of my life. You know, and don't get me wrong, there are nuances to that. Like if he walloped me over the head I wouldn't be staying with him for the rest of my life so of course there are nuances it requires us both to play out our part yada 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 but what it made me think back to when I was creating this episode and creating this tip the tip is create a personal commitment to yourself and then I wrote in my own notes just like you would in a marriage and I think this is really relevant to the point of the biggest problem that I, one of the biggest problems that I see in adversity is who just, who do you want to be when you're going through it? Who do you want to be? And to help us decide that, think about the commitments that you make in a, in a marriage, and then turn that back on yourself. Think about you and you, the relationship that you have with yourself. And it's easy to have a great relationship with yourself when you're not going through adversity, isn't it? It's really easy. Like, If I go back to the big long run, the big long half marathon that I was doing with my mate, it's easy to have a great relationship where you are running down the road from one end of the road to the other. It's not even, it's not even a kilometer, it's half a kilometer and the conditions are great. It's mild weather. It's a bit windy, but not too windy. You've got brilliant running shoes on. That's very different to running half a marathon in the pissing down rain. Up a mountain. (laughs) It's different. So, what my point here is, it can be very easy to support yourself and have a great relationship with yourself when you're not going through adversity, when you're not going through challenge, when you're not going through struggle. And my tip to you here is almost like a marriage commitment, almost like marriage vows, make some vows to yourself as to how you will support yourself, who you will be with yourself as you go through adversity. So just to be clear, in everything that I've just said, in that biggest problem with adversity, we don't decide who we want to be in the adversity. I don't mean for other people. I mean literally with yourself. Who do you want to be as you live with yourself? I just paused the episode there to um, have a little sip of my coffee. And then I thought, hang on a minute, we're on the inner work conversation. I can sip my coffee as we go, right? You guys don't mind. So I'm not going to be pausing again to drink my coffee. You're just going to be drinking it with me. Sorry about the um, coffee drinking noise. Number three. <laughs> Number three is one of the biggest problems that I see when people are, people including me, are <laughs> facing adversity is we subconsciously let the costs of adversity outweigh the benefits. Now, before anyone comes at me and accuses me of toxic positivity... I want to make something very clear. I understand that adversity is just shit. There's no positives to it. There aren't like oh you know but there is there is a lesson in your dad having dementia and dying. No, it's shit. This you know oh don't you know that financial hardship that you went through there's positives in there if you look for it. No, it's just shit right? Uh, This isn't that. This is not what I'm saying in we let the costs of the adversity outweigh the benefits. Going through adversity feels awful. And it is awful, right? It is awful. And if we can, I think that as humans, the majority of us would avoid adversity as much as we possibly can because we want to avoid the discomfort, right? For example, You've heard me mention in previous episodes, I know that I've talked about it, let me briefly mention it again, in the Zoom Out session that I run in the Thrive First Method every single month, when I when I talk to my clients and I say, what's your goal and what are you willing and prepared to experience on your way to that goal? To be honest, this is the question that makes people realize, are you fucking really doing this or not? Are you really setting goals in the way that we teach or are you not? This is the difference, right, between oh, uh, I've got the goal of, getting better at delegating this month, or no, this month, I am going to finish the month working my hours that I am contracted to work and not 15 hours above and beyond that. That's my goal. And there is a big difference between those two because one allows us the wriggle room to be very airy-fairy about did we or did we not meet our goal, and the other means that we are holding ourselves accountable and that we are subject to fail, right? But one of the biggest things that comes with something like that is we are acknowledging the discomfort that we might have to go through in order to meet our goal. There is no goal that will be set in my space, in the Thrive First Method, or with any of my one-to-one clients, where we don't also acknowledge the growth required, where we don't also acknowledge the adversity, the struggle, and the challenge that we may need to face, we may need to go through, on our way, on our journey to that goal. Being human means that we are here to feel, to experience, to grow, to evolve, right? And I said in episode 108, the previous episode, you don't get to skip the work. You do not get to skip the work. And so, and, and what I mean as well when I say that is a lot of us will wanna avoid adversity. Do you know that on a coaching call today, One of my one of my members in the Thrive First Method said to me, I've been a part of the Thrive First Method now for two months and it's been the hardest two months ever. Like it's it's brought up I'm angry. It's brought up so much for me because I'm starting to re and I'm paraphrasing here, so apologies. But what they were saying is, you know, part of me is realizing my boundaries are iffy and the amount of resentfulness that I've had towards other people about the amount of time they have in comparison to the amount of time I have a lot of that is them realizing that they're angry and frustrated with themselves and that is because the work that I do however we dress it up whether we dress it up in the thrive first method the one-to-one coaching, this podcast ultimately, what do I do for a living? I help people get more honest with themselves so that they can take themselves out of a disempowered place and put themselves into an empowered place. Does that feel like shit in the process? Absolutely. Yes it does. Does that feel like great when you're coming through it and you're on the oh my god. What I see in people, what I see in myself when me when my, myself when I do this work, it's magic. Like it's it's real life magic. <laughs> that's a claim and a half not magic magic you know what i mean but anyway so what i'm saying is we can try and avoid adversity by not putting up by you know not, literally by not putting our ring in the hat <laughs> it's in the ring <laughs> coffee's kicking in by not putting our own hat in the ring which is to say that whether you whether you chase adversity by setting yourself stretching goals or you try and avoid it and not make eye contact with adversity it's going to happen. Just like we said in number one, adversity is part of the human experience. So when adversity is done and we look back, what will we choose to see? That's the point that I'm making here. We let the costs of adversity outweigh the benefit. I was sat in a, um, what is it, like a restaurant, a cafe, both, somewhere where you, a pub, somewhere where you can go and work. And there was a lady that she was talking to the waitress and she was saying about the adversity that she's faced lately with a health issue that she's had. And then she went on to say how it's affected her work. And she went on to say how it's affected her relationships and how it's affected her sleep and how it's affected this. And basically all the costs of the adversity that she's gone through. And to be clear, the adversity that she's gone through is very, very real, right? Then her friend came and met her for coffee. And she had the exact same conversation, like almost word for word, again with her friend. Right? And as I was sort of being a bystander, not being able to overhear the conversations that were going on, I was thinking, you're not seeing anything other than the costs of the adversity. And it, yeah, sure, it's real. Like it's, but it's it's one side of a coin. If adversity was a coin and the costs of it was one side of the coin, you're not even allowing yourself, this isn't toxic positivity, this is toxic negativity. you're not even, you're not even allowing yourself to see the other side of the coin, right? So when you look back, when you when you're experiencing or have experienced adversity and you look back, what will you choose to see? How will you choose to carry that forward? And who will you become as a result of all of the answers to those questions? let me say it again when you look back on the adversity who will you choose to be how will you choose to carry that forward who will you become and the tip that i have for you with this particular point is when i think back on this adverse situation what skills can i see that i developed what how did this adversity contribute to the human that i now am because we're not the same you know day by day, minute by minute, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by month, year by year, we are evolving. You are not the same person as you were yesterday. And so although it was shit for me to experience, how has this contributed to my growth? How will I choose? What will I choose to see? How will I choose to carry this forward? It takes an immense amount of grace for yourself, for others, for the universe, for the powers that be that are outside of our control. It takes a lot of grace to sit with this question. So if you face resistance in this question, know that that is normal. But when you look back on this adverse situation, think about it. What knowledge did you gain? What skills did you develop? What difficult emotions did you support yourself through and therefore build resilience with, right? Because right at the beginning of making this point, we let the cost of adversity outweigh the benefit. What I went on to say was, not enough people put themselves in a position where they're saying, "Yeah, E-R adversity, let's go. Come on. <laughs> I mentioned, didn't I, about the zoom out goal setting process and the fact that actually one of the things that we are really doing is encouraging adversity and struggle and challenge to come our way when we set a goal. That's why most people avoid the work. That's why my client said it's been one of the hardest two months of their life because actually it's difficult to go through. But, what you are getting as a result of that, what you are benefiting from, far outweighs the costs, who you'll becoming as you go through that challenge and that adversity far outweighs the costs right that doesn't detract or invalidate how difficult it is to go through it i just want to I just want to show you the other sides of the coin. I just want you to be able to see that also in going through that adversity, you develop new skills, you might have developed new knowledge that you didn't know before. And you might have become more skilled at processing difficult emotions that you weren't able to previously and therefore more resilient, right? And then the last point that I see, the last way that I see um, adversity being a real problem to people is something that I'm going to tread really carefully and try and say um, as best I can. So please bear with me while I navigate this point, and that is we don't clearly see what's real and what is manufactured adversity in our own minds. Now, before I move into this point, I want to say that whether it's real or whether it's manufactured in our own minds, what that puts us through is real, right? So let's say, um, let's say my husband Jimmy comes home tonight and says, "Nikki, I'm leaving you." i'm leaving you and i'm moving out that's very real <laughs> that adversity is very real L- the thoughts that i then manufacture in my mind about that very real adversity might not be so real i might start thinking thoughts like i wasn't good enough for him i didn't do this enough for him i etc cetera, etc cetera. without checking those thoughts and validating their their validity. <laughs> is that a thing to say? Validating their validity. <laughs> Go with it. Without checking the reality, how real those thoughts are, those assumptions are. What I am doing is manufacturing more adversity in my inner world and then responding to that. And I want to let you know that I I acknowledge and I accept. The feelings that are generated as a result of real, in inverted commas, adversity, or adversity from the thoughts we have in our own mind—the feelings, as a result of both of them—are very real. But what I am encouraging you to do is be with yourself and your own thoughts and your own reality and your own perception of reality long enough to be able to see through it. Right. So, one of the things—if you're—if you've ever been coached by me one of the things that you will know is I write so many notes. I write so many notes because I wanna be with you in that moment. So I wanna be so with you in that moment that I can, I also want, by the time you finish speaking, I also wanna be able to reflect back to you what you've said. So the best way for me to do that is to write it down. Other coaches might not do it that way. I do. And the reason that I wanna write it down is because I wanna use your exact words back to you So that you can hear yourself, and when people really hear themselves, and they hear their own thoughts replayed to them out loud, my God, it can help them see what is real and what is not. That it can really help them to see where in the void, in the gaps of what they're experiencing in their outward world, in their real life, what they are filling those gaps with, and a lot of the time, it's assumption. It's assumption. So let's talk about it. What is very real? Financial issues are very real. Abuse is very real. A loss of a loved one, very real. Losing your job, very real. All of these things, very real adversity. Dropping your phone down the toilet, very real. (laughs) All, All very real situations and adversity. But then what happens after that is also then the emotional and mental adversity that we go through. And it's our job to understand what is real and therefore what is ours to work through and what is an interpretation or an assumption that is then causing us to feel something. Yeah. So if you are going through financial issues, adding on top of that in your own mind thoughts like, well, I deserve this because I'm a lazy slob, that thought probably isn't real. That thought is probably coming from some conditioning somewhere or something society has been telling you or something. That's probably not real, but it's probably generating a lot of difficult emotions for you to also then navigate through on top of your already challenging financial issue. Can you see, you know, um, the loss of a loved one, When you're losing a loved one, that's so hard to go through. There is so much that comes up. But then when you add on top of that the emotional and mental, um, the thoughts of, well, I feel so guilty. I wasn't there for them enough. I wasn't this enough. I wasn't that enough. Is that real? Are those thoughts actually valid? You know, and I really want you to take this thought of, being seeing clearly what's real adversity and what's actually adversity that is being generated from your own thoughts yeah the tip here you've probably heard me say it already but i'm gonna say it again just so i'm really clear because this is the last um point in this episode today the tip here is to spend more time with yourself asking yourself to be honest with yourself and although although it all feels real unless we get really intentional about being with our own thoughts. so For some people, they like to go on a walk and just think through their thoughts. I can't do it that way. I have to write it down. That's the only way. I'm very visual. I have to see my own thoughts and then make them earn a place in my mind. It's like, (laughs) this is how it goes. It's like, I pour it out onto the paper and then I look through it and then I, and then I go through a process where I'm like, okay, you, 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 you're allowed back into my mind. You, 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 you're getting burnt on the fire. Like (laughs) that is actually how it goes. And for other people, they have to say it out loud to a friend or to a voice note. You know, one of my friends, she drives along, leaving, like literally having a conversation with a virtual therapist that doesn't exist. That is the voice memos on her phone so that she can listen back to herself, but. All of this requires us to be honest, and being honest requires us to say things that we don't actually want to admit to out loud because it might show you that some of the thoughts you're thinking aren't real, some of the assumptions you're making, they're not real, they're putting you in a victim space. But when you're really honest with yourself, that's actually not reality, right? And I want to be again, I just want to be really clear you might be a victim of a very real external and very real challenge your adversity like the ones I've already mentioned grief loss abuse financial issues etc but I'm not talking about that here am I I'm talking about the victim that we fall into as a result of our own thoughts that right and the tip that I've got for you is spending time with yourself being really honest with yourself however you like to do that so I really hope that this episode has served as an extension to episode 56. Is that what I said it was? Yeah. Grit, grace, adversity, and acceptance. If I can, I'm going to link that episode down below if you haven't already listened to it. But I really hope that in me taking you through these challenges that I see people have with adversity, I hope that you can take, again, as I always say in these episodes, if you're not coming to do this work with me, either one-to-one or in the Thrive First Methods, I hope that you're listening to these episodes with a pen and a piece of paper, just with at least one thing that you're going to take and do more of less of difference. Otherwise, what's the point? You know, let's, let's have it right. This isn't the podcast you come to for a laugh, is it? It's not an entertainment podcast. I'm not, you know, I might give you a laugh at my expense on the odd occasion, but that's probably not intentional. It's not here for your entertainment. It's here for your growth. It's here for your evolvement. And so I know that sometimes it can be a hard listen. Like if you, if you've got to this point in the episode, thank you so much, not for being here with me, but for being there with yourself. My next challenge to you is what are you going to do with it? So please with that, never forget, I am always cheering you on and you might, you might be sat there thinking you don't even know me. I'm recording this for you. I've not known all of my clients until they became my clients. And before they were my clients, they were listening to this podcast and I was always cheering them on. I'm always recording these podcast episodes for the person who's got to this point in the episodes and thinks, shit, every word of that made me think of me, made me wonder, how does she know this about me? And I know it because you're not alone. I have created the inner work conversation with the intention of helping you to feel empowered and reassured that you are totally not alone. That was the intention with the inner work conversation and it remains to be the intention. So with that, please never forget, I am always cheering you on and I really do hope that you are cheering you on too.